Go, 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 Speed Racer. He is a demon on wheels, or so I've heard. Sources say that he may be a demon on wheels. Ah, fuck yeah. (laughs) This local man speaks out. Oh yeah, yeah, how can we turn that into a clickbait line? Local menace and demon on wheels, Speed Racer, seen once again, racing after someone. Here's, here's nine reasons why you should speed if you're in a racer. As someone who used to watch a lot of lawnmower racing, specifically the stock class, yeah, that could have used more speed. Lawnmower racing? Uh, one of the many redneck activities me and my dad got into when I was growing up. That sounds amazing. Parts of it are. So, it, like many types of racing, there are classes to it, and arguably the most fun and also the worst version of it is what's called stock class, which mm. is just what a riding mower comes with by default. And tw- so stock. Yes. Yeah. And 20 laps of that is one of the most painful 20 laps of anything you've ever seen. Oh, God. Basically, uh. it's someone takes a lead, and if they don't fuck up, they never get past. <laughs> and either it's the biggest group or the smallest group. But because the kind of the way the associations set up, so it's like, okay, it's a one man race, just watching one lawnmower go around the track 20 times. You're like, man, man was not meant to move at this speed. And then, like, an hour and a half later, you're watching the, like, um, uh, the FX or the um, EX or the um, double piston class, where it's like, nah, they're doing, like, 60 miles an hour on a lawnmower. Why? Because reasons. I never knew which uh. I liked more, the double piston or the um, EX class. Like, EX is basically someone takes a go-kart and shoves it into a lawnmower. Double piston is you have to have two full-functioning car pistons in your lawnmower, and both are mm. fast, but both are different. Yeah, that, that's kind of very different. Wow, that's... There's a lot more to that than I thought there was. Oh, yeah. There's, been, there's been painstaking time put into lawnmower. Yeah. That's... Well, at least when you're... Alright, so I'll say this. At least when you're done with the race, you can go home and actually mow your lawn. You have to remove the blades from the lawnmower racing for safety, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. See, but, you know, my my grass-cutting league, or my uh, lawnmower league, you would actually have to cut grass. You'd have to, you'd be given a plot of grass, and you'd have to cut it as fast as possible. You're racing against everybody else to do the same. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I would want. You'd want that until you get into the nitty-gritty of I just want to see a lawnmower do 60 out of a corner. And I want that to be safe. <laughs> I want to see it do that while it's actually cutting grass. That's where you initially start, and then you see enough like NASCAR-style crashes of lawnmowers. Yeah. You're like, maybe the blades shouldn't be on. You're right. Like, yeah, yeah. I, would I love to see some turf burning going on right now? Absolutely. Yeah. Is this a very smart safety precaution? Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 131. We're at partial power this week since Alex is off dealing with some medical stuff. Don't worry, he'll be fine, but he should be back next week. But yes, welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast. As always, I'm Charlie, and this week I'm joined by Henry and just Henry. 
Hello, 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 everybody. What's up? Yeah. So, a week, another week has gone by. Now we're on a on a podcast where, uh, yeah, one thirty one. I'm gonna start the yeah. rumors now that, you're, that you actually killed Alex and you're moving up. Soon yeah, he will take yeah. over the podcast. Yeah, I'm just I'm just slowly trying to try to get my way in, you know, and then replace him. Soon the podcast will be out. Will just be Henry talking to Henry. Yep, and me talking to me about me. Welcome to the Narcissistic Podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast where all we do is just talk about ourselves. Isn't that every podcast, kind of? Yep. Yeah. And that's why I think it would do so well. Unfortunately, it probably would, especially if you're the <laughs> right person. Yeah. I would actually pay money to listen to like a multiple personality person's podcast with themselves. Ooh. I know it's not really a real thing, but I would find that concept fascinating. Uh, you practically would get that if you just get somebody that knows how to do multiple voices. Uh, so, one I listened to used to do that. He um used to do it was like a, a Sentai podcast or something, where it was him and his robot wife was the co-host, and uh, his robot wife was his voice through like a um, uh, yeah, or a Vocaloid or something. I don't remember what exactly what it was. Hmm. Oh, it could have been Vocaloid. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, uh, have you ever played around with the Vocaloid? I almost before? bought a Vocaloid this week. Really? They are oh, five hundred dollars right now. They come with four different voices. You can no longer get hits. Uh, what's it? Um, the Mitsu one. You're a Mitsu, or whatever her name is. I. Oh, Hatsune Miku. Yes, that one. I. Every couple of months, I look at Vocaloids and go. Mm. Yeah, it, it's just so cool. I mean, it's. I, I think it's a really interesting idea, and the results. But I, I kind of like the fact that the results are uncanny valley. Yeah, we talked about it a couple. But God, this was like back when we were in the, the double digit number of podcasts. Um, <laughs> they used to make a Hatsumi Miku um distortion pedal for guitars that worked as a sort of Vocaloid. Yes, yes, I have seen that, and that's amazing. They they no longer make them, and I guess you can no longer buy the um Hatsumi Miku Vocaloid voice either because it's like she's she's retired, meaning there's no longer you. Yeah, I. Yeah, they're still like, you know they have new voices still now, but yeah, I guess you can't get her. They'd have to come out with some sort of yeah special edition return version or yeah, but. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I didn't I didn't know that they stopped selling her voice. In yeah, I, it's I I believe we're on like Vocaloid version five or something like version four. It's they have a new patch. Yes, it's five. It's new, and I guess like it's now maybe officially too easy. Like, I I watched way too many videos on the new version of the Vocaloid program this past week because apparently now you can like just type in what you want it to say. And the program's now smart enough to spread it out across the notes so it works more or less. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah. So, so, all right. So, I am wondering why you're wanting. To I think you're wanting to do a podcast where it's without with nobody except Vocaloid. No, I, it's this falls in that category of technology. Like, I, I lie to myself. Like, if I had a Vocaloid program, I'd do something cool. That it's like, nah. I, I would just like play with it once and never again. But also, like, I can't go play with a Vocaloid program at a library or something. I, it's it's something you have to have. 
That's true. And also, that like, is- imagine the weird stream bullshit you could do with a Vocaloid program. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Is people already do that? Oh, yeah. People are already vocalizing when, when people donate. I've heard that before. Yeah. And but not with the Vocaloid in particular, but I think it'd be all the more hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like it's the, I play no instruments, but every couple months I look at those, like, music creation programs where if you kind of know the sound you're looking for, you can assemble, like, notes and shit into a song. And I go, mm, no, but I still look at them. Yeah. It's it's stuff I find fascinating. Like, it's... Any time we get closer to a computer just creates the culture we make, we we consume, part of me's like, that's terrible, but also part of me's like, huh, how does this work exactly? Like, the, the, the potential future where auto-tuned celeb- uh, singers and vocaloids are indistinguishable and we're just holograph projecting, like, the latest boy band thing is something I find unbelievably fascinating. Like, I, I, I hope I live long enough to see that at least part of our cyberpunk future. It's getting close. Yeah. I mean, they've already kind of been experimenting with the idea of virtual idols for a while yes. now. and they can even do the 3D projection stuff. The issue is it's expensive. Like, yeah. when we can get to the point where it's like, just aim a camera at a stage and bam, virtual band... That's what I want to be around for. I want that nightmare future because I think that sounds like, again, I will not live long enough to see like boring uh, American Airlines version of space travel, but I might live long enough to see some of like the start of the cyberpunk hellscape future. And I want, I, I want that at least. I want like some of the weird cyberpunk stuff to happen in my lifetime because all the bad cyberpunk stuff is happening. I want, like, the good cyberpunk stuff to start happening, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, uh, you know, the Splatoon did a concert like that, yeah. like, with their two characters, uh, the Callie and Marie characters. Yeah, Hatsumi Miku's done one, too, or at least a couple that way. Yeah, yeah with the hologram-type thing going on. Yeah. No, and... it's, like, rewinding to last week or two weeks ago, like, my fascination with the KDA video is not that I'm a super fan of the song, it's that's done unbelievably well. So, like, yeah. imagine if we reached a future where K-pop bands don't have to be human anymore. You can just, like, generate new digital assets for new singers and stuff. Like, that's a weird, freaky hellscape future I find interesting. Where it's like, no, no. All right. Actually, I kind of think it'd be better. And hear me out on this. You know why? Is it would mean they would be just using, you know, Computer programs to sort of auto-generate something, you know, have their writers, you know, yeah. they'll have their ghost writers for yep. all the music, you know, but then they all, it won't be promoters manipulating, you know, young and naive pop stars. Yep. Like, I, I'm kind of alright with that idea. Yep. That, it's, that, that we're taking out the human being manipulated out of that equation, and now it's just, you know, a, a media company creating a virtual system where no human is being taken advantage of, and actually, I'm I'm kind of better with that. Yes, and that's part of why I find it interesting. But also, like for a, for a musical form all about the spectacle in their music video, that they can't quite bring that spectacle into reality. Imagine if you could bring that level of spectacle into every concert they do. I'd be like, huh, I'm never gonna like K-pop, but if you could promise every single one of their concerts is as weird, if not weirder, than their music videos. I would see, I'd go to a K-pop show kind of thing. It's like, no, no, I, I'm going to be like, man, there's a lot of zebra print all across the stage right now. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, it's definitely interesting to consider just the idea of just any sort of replacement in that way, just digital replacement. Yeah. And it wouldn't even have to be intelligent at all. Like I said, it just has to be your ghostwriter yeah. <clears throat> sitting and putting together stuff, and then you just have the normal people who are kind of formulate the sound for yep. a lot of your pop stars anyways. Yep. I mean, there's a reason why Max Martin, this Swedish songwriter, has loads of Grammys. He's written songs for all the major pop stars. Yeah. Like Taylor Swift and others. But, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> uh, but yes, sweet. that's why I'm interested in Vocaloid programs. Like, it's, yeah. it's a cyberpunky thing happening in my lifetime that I'm like, I won't have a cool application for this, but I think it's cool still. Yeah. No, I, I tend to like to buy and kind of try out new technological stuff as well. I mean, that's why I have a, you know, a, a that's why I have a Connect. I have the 360s Connect sitting here right in front of me because I like to experiment with stuff like that. Yeah. Enough about our dark cyberpunk future, I think, though. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's talk about games. Yes, or, games. Also part of our dark cyberpunk future, but closer and nearer and dearer to us. Yeah. Uh, I, I played that Red Dead Redemption 2 online. Oh, you played online now. Yes, okay. the beta is upon us. It came out like three or four days ago. I believe it's now open to everyone. Mm. I don't think I'll be playing that much more of it. I spent like four or five hours fucking with it, and... As someone who has an, as someone who struggles to play more of Red Dead Redemption Two story mode or whatever you call it now to complete that game because I just don't have that type of time to invest. Apparently, the <laughs> online is like an extra. Like, okay, so I can't pause. It's mm. online. There are people being assholes. I don't yeah. think this. Like, I. It's cool. Like it, it is. It is the idea of be a cowboy realized in a video game, and it's a. It's kind of interesting because it's it is what Red Dead Redemption One's online was going for, like fully realized. I don't think this will be as successful as Grand Theft Auto Online, but that's a separate topic. Yeah, um, I, I guess now I'm curious. Is so what's what's unique to what you can do online, or what's what are things some things you can do online that you can't do offline? Well, it, it is multiplayer. Like it is other people yeah. are in the map with you. There yeah, are, I, I mean. Uh, I kind of get that, but I mean, is there any, like, what's, like, what, what can you do? I guess that's, that's the question. What can you do online other than, you know, the fact that you'll be online with other um, players? Like in, like in, you know, the GTA online, it was all about, you know, putting together your awesome car and getting some good gear together. What do you do in Red Bull? Right, so you have a character customization again, like it's, it's about making yourself not look like a hick cowboy kind of thing. It's. The prices are expensive. The gear is expensive. There are like best horses. There is a okay. Huh. Maybe it. Maybe there's a cons. Maybe the concept kind of goes back to you have this outlaw camp, and mm -hmm. there are a lot of upgrades to sink into that potentially. Uh, it's so what you are touching on is kind of the thing I realized the first, which is. There are no cars, there are no planes, there are no helicopters. There's no none of that, obviously, because Red Dead Redemption. I don't know if people will like this as much as other things. Like, it's the... I don't yeah. think you can even own property, as far as I know. Like, it's... Hmm. 
it's much more about kind of just playing Red Dead Redemption with your friends. Like you can go hunting whenever you want. Like you can. There are challenges. It's much more. It, this, oh, this is weird, actually. It's it's much more of a traditional multiplayer game in a weird way, where it's like go do these multiplayer things. Um, if you start a mission, people can counter your mission with a different mission. Like that's kind of maybe the biggest online sell. But so yeah, you you hit that on the head where it's there isn't kind of this like American dream thing propping it up. It's much more the go be a cowboy is the pitch for this. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, yeah, like and that, yeah. And I asked that question because, uh, because I was wondering what, what, you know, what, what's going to draw people to this and what's going to keep people in that. So, I mean, what you've described will draw people in. I mean, the idea of the cowboy cowboy's life, but it's not about drawing people in; it's about keeping them in. It, it, you know, it's retention that matters more than bringing them in. I so um, how much Grand Theft Auto Online have you played? Very little. Okay, so I, I think kind of where they've taken what the promise of the lobby system of Grand Theft Auto Online is, which is kind of explore this world and made it like, by the simple virtue of there are not planes and shit they've made it a more appealing space to be like it's the i I love grand theft auto line in concept in execution it is a unfortunate example of the haves versus have nots where if i'm trying to do some of the biker gang missions because i bought a bike about a motorcycle club in that game i can't do it because some guy with a fighter jet's trying to do something else or just being a troll like in some ways red dead redemption online is for people like me that do want to play this giant multiplayer thing that's kind of like one part MMO and one part open world game and don't want people just like, I'm going to troll with my helicopter because he only has a car. Yeah, so I that's, that's an interesting point. Then maybe there'll be a little more le- there's a little more level level playing field. Yeah. So, so that like the the, you know, if you go in new, you don't just get immediately wrecked by every other person because they have, you know, like you said, you know, a helicopter and they're just firing rockets at you from a helicopter. Yes, and and, and that's like, and you're tr- and you're driving around in like a Volkswagen. Yeah, and that's the issue with Grand Theft Auto Online at this point. It's very much a the people that are really into that game have a just disgusting advantage at this point, and I'm not saying that's unfair. What is unfair is that there's no server matchmaking or anything where it's like there's no there's no private servers in that game, meaning it, you can be doing something fun, you can be doing kind of your MC or your corporation or whatever's kind of story or quotation story missions and someone will just pop onto your server and be a dick. And on one hand it's like, yeah, that's multiplayer, but also like I would, j- it's the we try, We thought about doing content for the YouTube channel with Grand Theft Auto Online. The issue is we couldn't reliably make it because it's like, no, we can't find a server to do the biker missions. We can't find a server to do X, Y, and Z because other people are doing that and they're directly countering you or some dude's just there on the jet bike blowing us up because, lol, I'm having fun. And Yep. On one hand, it's like, yeah, I get it. Like, don't play the game if you don't want to deal with this. But also, I want to play the game. I just don't want to deal with this. And the way your system is set up, I cannot enjoy a thing I want to play. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a thing to be said on 
having some sort of, you know, even, well, I don't know about Red Dead Redemption 2. I mean, is there a way to turn, you know, PvP on and off, nah. like a PvP flag, or are you so, just always on? I didn't play with it that much. There's a concept of your camps being PvP enabled versus not PvP enabled, like it's, it's the white flag system. So, and what you're talking about, there, that is in Grand Theft Auto Online. It was called like ghost mode or something like that, or passive mode. But then okay. you couldn't do any of the lobby content. Like it's the, mm. you were just kind of there hanging out. You couldn't do motorcycle club missions. You couldn't do the corp missions. Like you couldn't do the stuff you wanted to do in the lobby because it's like, no, it's supposed to be player versus player. I'm like, yeah, I get that. But like, what if some assholes just not, well, leave the server then. But all the servers have assholes on them. Like it's the yeah. I just want to play the goddamn thing you put in the game that I spent time grinding up to to unlock, but I can't because some fuckers out there in a tank. Yeah, well, I mean that's that's the problem. I mean that, that and you and you've nailed it on the head. I mean that's the problem when you don't have any sort of when you somehow they forgot to assume that people on the internet they gonna troll. It's the internet. Ex- that you can't, you don't, you don't think of that as aberrant. You expect that, and as a game designer, and as a designer of an online experience, you have to expect that. So, what are we going to do about the fact, the fact that trolls just going to exist? They're just going to exist, and so you have to put something in there to to alleviate, you know, the players who, well, would actually like to do things and don't just want to sit around and be ruined by trolls destroyed by trolls over and over yeah i mean maybe maybe they'll learn something from the beta from the red dead beta maybe Uh, yeah i don't know like this is definitely a beta still there's some rough edges that happen every once in a while like and i'm not saying you can't troll in this i definitely Mm. lassoed and dragged another player through the swamp because like they bumped into me while i was riding my horse i'm like oh i'm gonna fucking kill that fucker now Cowboy yeah. shit. Cowboy. I dragged him into a gator. That gator killed that person. Wow. I, yeah. But like my potential for trolling is much lower and getting from point A to point B on that map takes a lot of time. And like it was very much a da 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 going to do this mission. Guy like was an asshole to me. Welp, it's time for you to die. <laughs> but I'm gonna kill you slowly with gators. Yeah, I, it's it could be something. I don't know what it is. It will not be as successful as Grand Theft Auto Online. Like and like on that same topic, the fact that I can't import my Grand Theft Auto Online level is not something I should expect as a player. But the fact I it's weird because it's kind of the exact same system and again it's it, it's it makes no sense I'm having this reaction, but part of me almost thinks this might be a more successful game. If I could bring my character from Grand Theft Auto Online in, like it's the oh they're in Westworld bullshit or something, just so I can have that character level. Because again, a bunch of stuff I want is locked behind character levels, and mm. I, I okay on paper I now have two unbelievably grindy games. I in theory have to play. I'm not saying bring over my cash, just my character level, where it's like I can't get a good horse yet because yeah. I'm not a high enough level. I have shitty guns. Because I'm not a high enough level, I can't get the clothing I want because I'm not a high enough level. And on one hand, I get it. On the other hand, I have no interest in playing two games that are pretty fucking similar that are 
equally grindy that will potentially have the exact same problem, which is people are actively getting in the way of your enjoyment of this game. Yeah. And and like I said, it's weird for me because I'm having a hard time finishing the story mode. I want to finish the real Red the single player Red Dead, but like I don't always have three hours to drop down to kind of get from point A to point B. And I'm exaggerating some, but like it that game is a time investment. The multiplayer is the exact same map, so getting from point A to point B still fucking takes time. And at least in single player, I have a really fucking good horse. In multiplayer, I have a really bad horse. <laughs> yeah, and, and like some of the money stuff in the game is designed to slow progression down some. Like in single player, Revolver will be like, oh, it's $8 because history. In multiplayer, $300 because multiplayer. Yeah. And there's some great memes going around about that. I, it's. I, 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 I've heard some stuff that like your progress in the beta will kind of care. Oh, that's the weirdest part. There's like a half hour intro mission to the online stuff that is a weird wall for me to play more of that game like it's the it takes time to get into like actual multiplayer in that games multiplayer mode isn't a bad thing but if you have to go through that every time you make a new character fuck yeah yeah that that seems a bit long yeah and I wasn't wild about the customer, the character creation and stuff. Like it's fine. You're not making a perfect character. Like it's the you, you can't make you. But also, like I had to work really hard not to make my character. Like it's weird. Male character creator, fine. Female character creator, I had to work really hard not to make like some swamp hag looking woman. And that's made this how my character randomly generated at first. I had to go through and turn off a shit ton of settings. And I'm not saying yeah, I want like I, some model esque yeah, Wild well, West character. It's more like I don't want your face to be ninety percent molds. Yeah, I uh, I kind of uh, yeah don't don't put character yeah. creation things in my hands. I I I showed you guys what happens when you put character creation stuff in my hands. You saw the wrestler stuff. Yeah, and like my girlfriend was commenting on <laughs> the idea where it's like, uh, it's like she wouldn't be built for the West. I'm like, no, I don't care if she's beautiful. I just want to not find her hideous. Yeah, you don't want you don't want to see. I purposely create hideous. Yeah, so, I mean that, that's because I'm a terrible person. Yeah. I try and make like normal ass people with some frequency. I'm like, no, I want like this is the story of so and so, a person that had a normal ass life and is now doing this shit. Like, they're not like Brad Pitt in a movie. They're like Joe, who was forced to become a space pirate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, that's a little, that's a little more interesting. Yeah, no, it's it's a thing. I also played Darksiders three. All right, how is it? Have you played the previous Darksider games? Uh, I've played some of them. The first one. I played uh, some of the first. One. So this is the Dark Souls Darksider game, as opposed to the first one, which was the Zelda Darksiders game, and the second one, which was the Prince of Persia: Sands of hmm. Time Darksiders game. I. I bring this up because I've personally been a fan of how I I love Darksiders 1 and 2. I love the world. I love the character design. Like, there's something like, we're making an M-rated action-adventure game. It's it's cool. It's not God of War. It's like Zelda-esque. You pick up items. I, I 2 had a kind of an item system that maybe wasn't great, but it kind of it made sense for what that game was. And now we're at 
three and the first and we're playing as Fury and I don't like this one as much as the previous two. Mm. Not that I like the story is there. It's more Darksiders story, which is something I want. It yeah. is that the con like the, the, the second to second gameplay in this game does not feel good with some frequency. Like the first uh. boss in the game that you can encounter within five minutes of the game starting, I died to ten times, not because she's hard, but because the platforming kind of whipping stuff to swing from it mechanic was not fucking working for me. On that note, none of the bosses I've faced so far have been anything even remotely resembling hard. Like, I I'm one or two shotting, and I'm about to be like one or two attempting bosses in a game where I am frequently being just murder killed by like five enemies at once because it's a Dark Souls game. Like, it's the average enemies in this game will fuck you up. Bosses, oh. not so much. Like, it's funny. I, it's <laughs> and kind of all the bosses are the same. It's beat on them and learn their attack pattern and dodge. I have yet to encounter one with more mechanic than that. Like, I, they're not even always all that coolly designed. Like, I think Avarice has been my favorite one so far. That's because he's like, I think he's voiced by Mark Hamill, and he's like mm. a Joker demon thing that's all into collecting oh, that's shit. Super cool. It has a giant backpack of stuff, but also he's kind of lame because he like just swipes at you for most of the fight, but then eventually starts grabbing like toilets and fridges and bathtubs to wail on you with because you're fighting him in like his giant horde treasure hold thing like I, again like the dark sider ass part of this game is cool and there like the fact that like the setting is kind of the semi it's this biblical apocalypse earth where like you're fighting demons and there's just a taxi cab there and in the first time you could pick up that taxi cab and beat someone with it is my favorite part of this franchise fury is not war or death which is kind of shitty like I, I i love the design for death i love the design for war i think they were really cool character models fury oh, cool. seems a little bit lazy it's on one hand it's like yeah girl horseman of the apocalypse is cool on the other hand it's like this is the most generic girl in fantasy armor ever like your other two characters are so unique looking, and this one's just lady in high heels and metal armor with a whip. Yay! No, maybe it was just a placeholder, and they totally forgot they just left it in. And then they're like, ah, eh, just leave it. There are moments when, like, Fury's design is cool. Like, you get these um, hollows that, like, give you elemental powers, and one of them gives you, like, flame hair, which is cool, but also, like, the most, like, yo, we got this female character. Let's give her flame hair and electric hair and oh yeah, we're doing all the elements with these. Fuck. Just just hair and then mix with element. <laughs> yeah, like the, um, she gets a secondary weapon depending on what hollow you're in, and I like the lightning ele uh, hollow a lot. It's like a spear thing. The nunchucks for fire, I don't like that much, but eh, it's it's weird because I'm I'm playing on quote normal mode right now and I'm really contemplating dumping it down to like story mode because I don't care about the combat in this game. I've loved the combat in the other two. Like the combat in this one's not great, but what I really mm. want to see is the rest of the fucking Darksiders story 
which is a weird thing to say because I had no idea how much I cared about Darksiders lore until I started playing this. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember you. You're a yeah. motherfucker. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, that's and that's kind of sad to hear about the combat because that's what was really satisfying about the first two was yeah. the combat. Yeah. Like, I didn't, I didn't really play much second. I only mainly played the first one. But yeah, the combat was just very satisfying. Very satisfying. Yeah, I loved yeah, how like, weird War's Dash like dodge mechanic was in that one. I'm like, man, like dude's just power sliding around. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's and I, I do remember in the first Darksiders having moments where the combat was the biggest like opposition to my enjoyment of that game. Like that thing came out in the like era of the brutal finisher, mm -hmm. which I remember that game having a lot of brutal finishers going on because. That's how combat worked, and I think 2 had some of that, but 2 was also, like, a very agile combat system. Like, I... Yeah. There are parts of 2 I really like. Like, I, I know some people weren't a fan of the loot system. That didn't bug mm. me as much as it did others, but, like, some of the second-to-second -second gameplay in that game I thought was tight. And I, I don't know. Like, maybe it's the, like, maybe it's the whip. Maybe it's the fact that, like, you can just hold square and auto combo in this game occasionally if you're playing on PS4. I, I, I don't know. Like it's the I, I like Dark Souls games. This one feels like a bad Dark Souls games where occasionally like stuff just murders you and you're not sure why it murdered you or like you take a lot of damage and you're not sure why. I, I did a I didn't air with skeletons where the skeletons were capable of attacking through your attacks, which sucked because a lot of the other enemies minus bosses can't do that mm. so like the dodging like there's a dodge mechanic that's kind of bad like the window for it's really really tight and not in a good way and they like man you gotta nail that thing stupid precisely to make it worth it but yeah it's I don't know I, I haven't completed it yet I probably will try and complete it I'm not sure if I will successfully pull that off but it's the 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 like the, the mixed reviews out there of we don't know if it's good or bad. I'm like yes. On one hand, it is more Darksiders, and there's something about Darksiders I find genuinely cool. But this is definitely the worst Darksiders of the three out now. Mm. And that's disappointing. Yeah, it's it's weird because like I like Fury the character. Her design is just boring, and her combat is bad. Like it's it, it is fun playing this like in the Darksiders. This woman who is like so pissed off all the time, like it's the, and everyone's calling her on her shit. Constantly, like, no, you keep fucking up because you're just like, fuck it, I'm gonna kill everything now. <laughs> like these godlike creatures, are like, no, you failed this test because it was supposed to prove like you were an impulsive dickhead, and you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I it's yeah, Dark Siders three. It's I don't know. It's got a lot of the Darksiders stuff I liked. I just don't like maybe this one's combat. Like, if we get a four, that means you're playing as Strife, and Strife is all about guns, which could be real cool. Mm. Like, yeah. if that's the Devil May Cry one, I could be real down with that. Okay, yeah. yeah. That would actually be an interesting injection to the series. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of the coolest thing in my book, is each game is so different gameplay-wise. The fact that I don't like the gameplay in this one doesn't turn me off the franchise. It's just like, no! I don't like 3. 
The other two, I fucking love the combat in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish the bosses were better. Like, I I remember two and three having some real cool bosses that this one does not have, which is sad. Yeah. What have you been up to? I... Alright, so... Okay, I bowled recently. Went oh. bowling. But it's... Alright, so... I didn't really mention this before, but actually, I sprained my wrist a few weeks ago. Uh, I sprained it on one of those motorized scooters, actually, renting one of those motorized scooters. Like a bird? Yeah, yeah, I, I did the Uber one. Ah. And so, and so, yeah, and so, yeah, you can rent, if in case you know, you're listening and you're not aware, there's these motorized scooters, they go up to 20 miles per hour, like, almost 20 miles per hour, yeah. and... Kind of cool, pretty fast, but uh, yeah, if you wipe out on them, it can be painful. But in any case, that's 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 the wrist thing. So bowling now, I can't bowl with my dominant hand, and so I had to bowl with my left hand. And uh, by the end of it, I was better. <laughs> I, I never broke out of double digits, but uh, it wasn't single digits. <laughs> Did you grow up in a place with real bowling or fake bowling? What? Well, how would you describe the difference? Did the balls where you grew up bowling have holes in them? Well, yeah. Okay, so I have a fascination with bowling because I grew up in a land with fucking candlestick bowling, which is this bullshit bocce ball-sized bowling ball with skinny pins. Hmm. So I managed to make it to like eight before I ever saw a ball with holes in it. Wow, that's weird. Yeah. Huh. Uh, haven't seen that before, but yeah. Yeah, that's so uh, that yeah, it went about as well as I thought it would, but it was fun. Anyway, in any case, it was super fun. It was somebody's birthday. So. Yeah. Um I've been making my way through Dark Ascension. I'm continuing that. I've been enjoying that a lot. So yeah. I mean it's it's I mean it's a long it's it's a long haul game, that is if you don't if you manage to stay afloat and keep making enough money to continue the game, uh, but yeah, it's it's really interesting. Uh, the deeper I go into it, the more interesting it's becoming. So yeah, I like it a lot. It's cool. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely it's. I I I will definitely sit down and play it for like I'll play through a couple of dungeons, you know, in a, in a setting. So. No, that's and I am such a micromanager. It, it definitely is hitting that. That game gives you shit to micromanage, yeah. Oh yeah, it gives you so much to micromanage. So that's that's definitely hitting that sweet spot. That's why I've actually reluctant to go in, to maybe buy the newest Disgaea because that game is like, oh, uh, that game is so has such micromanaging. I mean, you can each individual weapon, you can go into a weapon and go into a dungeon made from a weapon. I mean that's that's how micro and you level up the weapon and abilities for the weapon via that, and it's bizarre. It's yeah, but yeah, but in any case, yeah, Dark Ascension definitely hitting that that note, and I think that's really what's kind of kept me playing. It. Mm. I and also I do like these sort of idea of randomized dungeons and stuff. That's also yeah. you know, kind of the rogue rogue ish part of it. Um, it's it, it's. I actually, it's pretty close to a roguelike, I'd say. But in any case, yeah, super cool. Still enjoying that. Cool. Um, 
I I did take advantage of Cyber Monday. I did actually buy something. Oh. I I bought a terabyte a terabyte a solid state drive. And so I haven't I haven't installed yet. I only just got it in yesterday. But I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to installing all the games, well, or at least a good number of the games on my various game accounts. It, it, it'd be nice to actually get to play. Well, I mean, I own Destiny 2 now, but I don't have enough room in my hard drive for it <laughs> currently. So, <laughs> or for a lot of games. So that'll it'll be nice. I mean, that's mainly what it's going to be for. It's going to be the terabyte spaces for installing video games. I've heard some crazy stuff lately, like we're at an all-time low and it's still dropping for hard drive prices or something like that. Like it's the yeah. like something weird. It's like we've gotten really good at making them again all of a sudden, and the prices are just bottoming out. Which yeah, is cool. Well, yeah, my well, this one, the terabyte drive, it's a it's a good brand. I mean, it's a Samsung drive, and it only costs me a hundred thirty bucks. Yeah, that's insane for that much t- uh, solid state. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, I, I remember the current one I have in here is only two forty, but when I bought it, I think it cost at least like sixty or seventy bucks. Yeah, maybe eighty. I mean, that's that's yeah. The prices have dropped so drastically. On did you get anything? Not yet. I it's I I'm not sure if we talked about this the podcast last week. We were just kind of in the preamble beforehand, or it wasn't even part of the podcast. Uh, it's I'm on I. I don't use my PC right now, so I can't really justify buying more parts for it, even though I want, I, I keep looking at 1070 TIs being like, hmm. Yeah. Well, I'd like, and that's the next thing I definitely need to upgrade. Well, it's the thing I'd have to upgrade if I want to get the VR rig that, that I want to yeah. pick up, because I do want a VR rig, because I'd love to do some development for VR, like at least, you know, to experiment with developing in VR. Yeah. And to do that, you have to have a new video card. You, you can't have what I have. It would mine. Mine would melt. Mine's a 780 GTX. Yeah, and it would just it would just melt. That poor thing. It would not work. Yeah, I might, that's the thing. My graphics card for the time being is fine, and this year especially, I'm trying to do a. If I, it's like something about like how they advertise the Cyber Monday, Black Friday stuff this year pissed me off. Where it was like a week before each event. It's like, Cyber Monday starts today. It's Tuesday No, of, of the week not before how it, Black Friday. That's not how it works. That's not how words work. Words have meanings. Yes, and, like, I, I don't know, it's <laughs> definitely kind of a Charlie gets angry at things for no reason moment, but, like, as a result of this, I've been, like, super anti unless I, like, specifically need something. Like, I've Costco had a really fucking good deal on large size um like SD cards where you could buy it was like still you could buy two for the price of one off any other thing I could find on the internet and I'm like okay this I will buy but mm. everything else if I don't need it I'm not fucking buying it like it's the unless I'm like unless I'm like actively looking for a replacement for something I'm not doing any of this bullshit this year because something about it's Cyber Monday it's Thursday. Really pissed me off. For no yeah. defendable reason, just I'm like, nah, fuck all this. Yeah, it's, and I understand that. I mean, that's, I mean, but what you described is exactly what I did. I had a very, very specific thing. I even mentioned that yeah. last podcast. Very specific thing I was looking for. 
I found it, I bought it, and that's pretty much it. That's all I got. <laughs> oh no, and, and, and this is more like normally like this time of year happens, and I'll buy like some dumbass shit where it's like I didn't need five more terabyte drives for my computer, but I have space, and they're in there now because <laughs> they came in a five pack off Newegg this year because reasons. And this year it was nah, I. Half my shit's still in some version of a box from the move. Like, the studio's not set up. Like, even if I put new parts in my PC, it's not hooked up to anything. So it's like, yeah, it's a stupid, powerful PC that doesn't run. That's uh, that's that's kind of sad. Oh, it runs. Okay. It's not hooked up to anything. Yeah, I know, but it's just kind of sad. It's just sitting there. It wants, it wants to be used. I want to use it, too. It doesn't change the fact that, like, I... I signed up for the Anthem closed beta over the week or over the past week, and mm. I checked the specs against my um, laptop because I'm not gonna have my PC running by then. I just know this for a fact, or maybe I will, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. Like, I mm. don't think I'm gonna lug that thing into my living room, hook that thing up for like four days, and then lug it back to my garage. I might. I'm crazy like that occasionally, but I. Th- think I'm demonstrating a little more self-control on that topic recently. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Time for news, that means? Yeah, I think it's time to time talk about news. things. Time, time for, for news. Um, Right off the bat, we got some Fortnite news. Uh, we got my favorite thing, numbers, and we got lawsuits. So, starting with the numbers, uh, Fortnite has roughly 200 million players, meaning 1 in 38.5 people play Fortnite. That's madness. I uh, again, like that's just based off the number of accounts they have, and yeah, I'm sure multiple accounts exist for multiple people and a variety of weird things. But yeah, well, it's not like it's not like Fortnite attracts the same type of like gold farmer account that you would see, you know, multiple accounts for gold farming on WoW or whatever. Fortnite doesn't really have that that type of grinding in it. So it doesn't really make sense for a bunch of, you know, alt bot accounts. So a lot of those are probably people just, you know, like you said, some people having a lot of different alt accounts for whatever reason. Well, and I think the big deal is it's on phones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Mobile version. Yeah. It all links back to kind of one account, which is the big sell of Fortnite. Uh, Yeah. But on the opposite end of the spectrum, this is a topic we've talked about once or twice every once in a while. Uh, mm. Two Millie, who is apparently a rapper or something, I don't fully know who Two Millie is, is starting to move ahead with a lawsuit against Fortnite over stolen dance moves, which is a topic we've joked about in the past, but also something that I guess in certain circles that are not us have been a big deal actually i guess like the idea of copywriting dance moves is a complicated topic but there are potentially millions if not billions of dollars in fortnite based around dance emotes based off of other people real people's dances they've developed over the years yeah uh that's and that's the thing it's like well it's not that they're using it they're they are it's a paid thing you yeah. have to pay for that emote that's that's what's happening here. I mean, all right, so if you remember in WoW, I mean, the big thing was, like, a lot of the WoW emotes, they were all, like, dances or something well-known. There's, like, you know, they did uh, just vocal dances from pop yeah. stars or just celebrities and stuff. But you didn't have to pay for them. They were just built into the game. Yeah. They were built in. 
and you know, and that that kind of falls a bit under fair use because it, it was let it was allowed to happen because nobody was paying for those emotes; they're just included with the character, you know, which you know they're they're usually by class or whatever. But yeah, there was there was no uh, there was no payment. But here, Fortnite or Epic is selling these emotes, yeah, and that's where you're treading onto this territory. So in this case, definitely, I think I support Jumili in what he's doing. I think it's important. Yeah, it's, I don't know if I know, but like it's the, enough people, I guess, have come out and been like kind of upset. Like uh, the the guy who played Turk on Scrubs, there was, there was like a, not a revival thing, like a reunion thing recently that happened. He was asked specifically about like, hey, how do you feel about the fact that like your dance from that show is in the game and you get no credit. He's like, yeah, I'm not totally a fan of it. Like, not much I can do, but like, I'm aware that's a thing. Yeah, and for him, it's probably a bit less because he's not the dance. It's not a trademark for him. Yeah, it, not really, I guess. But, but yeah, and it. He's, but yeah, but this is definitely like this. This case, however, is definitely yeah. I'd say this is. This is a questionable one, and this is one I think deserves merit in a court of law, that, that a judge and jury should hear this out. And I, I brought him up, kind of give the example of it's not just two Millie being like, hi, I have a problem. It's like, no, this is a thing that other people have gotten out there and been like, huh, this yes. feels weird. Yes. And this, and I think this is, like I said, this is good. This is a court case that should be heard, because I think the aspects of it, you know, we're in a new age here. And it's, yeah, things like this, we're going to keep running into stuff like this. Where yeah. We're not really sure how it runs, and if we're not sure, then yes, we need to hear it out, and it's worth hearing it out. Yeah, we shall see. Yeah, but that is, that's, I think that's interesting that it's, I, this is kind of a definitely setting a precedent. I mean, it will set a precedent, or at least has the capability of doing so. Yeah, and... It's an extra weird one where it's, again, like, it's the Fortnite is a free-to-play game. At least the Battle Royale mode is. Like, remember, there's yeah. a real game out there called Fortnite that's not a Battle Royale mode. Yep. Which is a weird thing to think about. That, mm -hmm. like, has made a shit ton of money off of just the selling of emotes. Not a bad yep. thing, necessarily, but, like, a lot of those emotes are inspired by real people. Yep. Moving on from that, we got some Destiny 2 news. Uh, mm. They have finally gotten out there and detailed that next expansion, which is the Black Armory. It looks cool. Uh, mostly it feels like they are just doubling the fuck down on, well, appealing to their Destiny 2 as a hobby player as opposed to what Destiny 2 vanilla appealed to, which was everyone! Mm. Uh, it's got some stuff going on with it it's they got some cool looking weapons the idea of your forging weapons like a, the backbone of this dlc seems to be that you are forging weapons this is also the first kind of part of their expansion pass they talked about and it looks like the expansion or the, the content pass whatever the exact the battle pass that's what i was looking for might have actually been the correct path for bungie dlc because they're as part of this they're talking about how they're going to dole out the content for this thing over a period of time. Not everything there is going to be there at day one. And I bought into this thing. I, I haven't played much Destiny 2 lately, but seeing some of the stuff this has got me going, huh, maybe I should get back into that for a little while. 
this uh, mm. fallen grenade launcher that I think looks pretty cool. And there's potentially some other lore shit going on, like who the new Hunter Vanguard replacement might be that might be real cool. I, At the same time, a lot of people are out there being angry about how we're in the um, season of the Forge, which is the new season we're in, where Jesse too, about how the paid for some of the paid for items are Cade's or are armors from famous Destiny characters. I guess the most kind of in many people's opinion egregious ones is you can buy Cade's cape, who's a beloved character who died recently. And on one hand, yeah, I get the outrage. On the other hand, this is exactly the shit I'd rather they sell sold in the game. So. Yep. Yeah, I, it, it's not great they're playing on like fan favorite stuff, but at the same time, I kind of super respect the fact that it's like, no, you're doing the thing you should have been doing, which is selling skins I really fucking want. Yes. And just skins and not other stuff. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. It's it's armor, so it's a little bit more contentious than that, but mm, yeah. yeah, it's not a perfect system. Uh, but at the same time, they have gotten out there and detailed the roadmap for the rest of Destiny Year 2, and while Season of the Forge looks pretty full of stuff, towards the end or the beginning of Season of the Drifter, which will be the next season, which is March to May, looks like it's going to have a whole bunch of shit in there. Mm. And again, like it's the the Battle Pass approach seems to be working really well for this. If this map is to be believed and kind of what you're looking at, there's a lot of stuff coming. And that's what you want to see for a pseudo-MMO. Yes. It's the content. Yep. I, mean, I mean, as long as they're devoted to creating quality content, I mean, that's going to keep your game alive. Yeah. Well, I like the fact they've kind of split it off into the pass is broken, the, 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 the timeline's broken into kind of free seasonal updates and the annual pass stuff you'll get, and the stuff you're, quote, getting for free is pretty good stuff. and stuff you're getting for the annual pass is what you'd want from an annual pass. Hmm. Yeah. Like, it's all the, like, here's the content-specific stuff that we're unveiling with every season. Neat. What's free? Levels. You can keep leveling. And yep. seasonal events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's it for Destiny 2 news. It's... I, I, I like seeing kind of... They, they, right of the ship feels like the wrong thing to say, but it feels like they finally kind of figured out what that game should be at least expansion wise and they're doing it that's one who cares a lot about that franchise it's nice to see them doing it correctly for a change yeah that actually just reminded me of i actually played the halo arcade game the other day oh god they have it on the pier i uh, santa monica pier i just the, love that uh, exists yeah uh it's a light gun game yep it it plays like a light gun game yep like a four-player light gun game yep that's Pretty much it. Yep, it's nothing really great or special about it. Like, so <laughs> that's that's that. <laughs> yeah. Moving on from that, uh, Elder Scrolls Blades, that mobile phone Elder Scrolls games they were making, has been delayed mm. till early 2019. In theory, it was supposed to be out by now, so this delay is kind of a well, fall's not technically over, but. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's okay. uh, I, are you excited for this in any way? I'm kind of like, eh, who cares? No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm really not. I. All right, so and I'll say this. I don't 
play mobile games really there perfectly honest i not really uh, it's like on my phone like currently i don't even have any games installed on it right now i only play idle clickers on my phone for the most part <laughs> if Bethesda was making an idle clicker then i'd be interested <laughs> very interested yeah uh moving on from that and this may be the last time we talk about Star Citizen because maybe I don't feel directly responsible, but I feel bad every time I talk about this. Um, so we talked last week, there was that kind of free-to-fly event going on with Star Citizen. Seven million more dollars got raised during that event. Of course it did. I, I think we need to stop talking about Star Citizen because our, our listener base is definitely not directly contributing to that problem, but I feel indirectly responsible every time it's like, hey, Star Citizen made more money and it's not even out yet. I'm like, ah, I feel bad now. This is not a good thing anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and kind of talking about kickstarted games. Alright, so and their problem. Yeah. So, Bloodstained. Bloodstained. The, the Sympathy of the Night sort of reimagining, basically, by, by Koji Igarashi, Iga, as he's known. Iga. Yep, it's, it's having problems. And so it seems like they just keep on bringing in more teams. So they started with Inti Creates, and which I was like, all right, so Inti Creates, if you don't know, they were the ones behind Mighty Number no. 9, which, mm. but at least it got made. So it's a Kickstarter game, that got made, it got released. Yep. But yeah, not a good game, but at least they got it out there. They produced a game that was that could be played. And and so I was like, okay, so they've hired on a team who can finish a project. Well it turns out I guess they can't. So they've brought in another dev team. So this means they have three dev teams working on this game right now. Though one of them is only really doing localization, armature reviews. But yeah, they've brought on Way Forward, who worked on the Shantae series and other games. And so Way Forward, who obviously are very good at 2D scrollers. It sounds like a good idea, but wow, it just, it just, yeah, now I'm starting to question are they going to get this out? Uh, how many more teams are gonna, they going to have to bring in to produce this 2D game? Yep. Come on. So, I mean, that's the well, thing. It's like, the weirdest part you is, can't. I remember, like, the, E3 this year, they showed off a couple levels from that game. Like, oh, this game looks pretty done. Apparently not. Yeah, I mean, there's a demo, playable demo, so the backers got a playable demo. Yeah. I watched somebody play it. Uh, and I'm not just talking about the 8-bit game which they put out, Yeah, which is a whole other thing. Yeah, but that game with the actual, that goth girl in it. Yeah, it, it yeah, looks... But, it, but the actual demo, but actually the demo that actually is you know, a, you know, a playable demo with levels... Yeah. Uh, I was like, eh, but I guess maybe they're running into more trouble than they thought. Maybe if it's just, just so. a porting issue of like, hey, we got to these two consoles super easy, but not these two. No, Fine, but that's but, but yeah. that's what that's what Armature was doing for them. Yeah, there were well localization and ports. They're working on the ports. I think they're specifically supposed to be working on like the Wii U port, but that's. Because uh, that's how long it's been in development. Didn't that get so I'm dropped? guessing that they're working on the Switch port, I'd say. Yeah, probably. I don't know. But yeah, uh, but yeah, way forward. Uh, mm, yeah, I mean, they're a great team, but I mean, 
That's not a good sign when oh, you're bringing yeah, in it's... an entirely other team. Now, like I said, there's three complete dev studios working on this one game now. That's the so. Kickstarter game. Yeah. 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 So, speaking of worrisome, Fallout 76. We're not going to kind of pick on Fallout 76 on a case-by-case basis this week because that's its own whole topic into itself. Like, we could do a podcast just on Fallout 76 at this point and maybe towards the end of the year. We will, but uh, between just rampant players being assholes and being a problem, and there being no reporting system in that game. To yeah, the, that's really bad. To the Fallout 76 Fallout Edition, that they just kind of changed the pre-order bonus quality in it to, again, just more weird game problems, people being outraged about, about nothing has stopped with that game from being like, ha. Huh. This is real fun to watch. Oh yeah, this is just it this has just been an ongoing dumpster fire. It's it's been kind of fun to watch. It just sort of uh it's and, but, it's both exhausting and interesting. And Bethesda has not handled it well. Like they're out there saying no. some dumbass shit. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Not to prolongate the topic. But yeah, I I I suspect we get to our Krampus cast this year if not like in its own specific episode towards the end of the year when more of this stuff dies down some we will talk in depth about Fallout 76 it is it has reached the point where it's kind of like the division for me where I'm just checking news because oh what's wrong now yeah people falling through maps again they are yep yeah and this and this particular you know this particular incident it's pretty bad yeah. It's one it it's it's right, so you I mean go ahead and describe it, but it's pretty bad. Yeah, like in, in a for a game that for multiple weeks has been like, man, this is bad, the fact that we have like, no, this is worse than the previous ones from a like yeah. PR public perception standpoint, it's like, man, you built an online game without any way of reporting people for being fucking monsters. The thing yeah. that Overwatch has spent a lot of time combating. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, to the point that Overwatch even created the new the system for trying to reward not only punish bad behavior but reward good behavior. That's that's called like real attempts. They're trying hard. Yeah. All seventy six. Yeah, it's nothing. Fallout. It's nothing. That's Who nothing. Cares? Well, speaking of regrettable mistakes, uh, we don't normally cover streamer drama, but this one's too entertaining for me not to bring up. Um. Someone was hacking printers across the world to print promotional ads for PewDiePie and trying to stop the whole him losing the top subscribe channel on YouTube. Yeah. Not much more to say on that. It's just funny as shit. It's like, really? I mean... uh, Yeah, seriously? Like that, Matt? People... People are dumb. If you've ever wondered what's wrong with the internet, this kind of encapsulates it, where it's like, here's a person you've probably never met that you are essentially shilling for their business and you are committing criminal acts. Yeah, I mean, technically, that's basically a number of criminal acts. That's a number of actually illegal things. You're going to care about a stranger so much, you will risk jail time so that they maintain some, in the grand spectrum of things, 
semi-meaningless title. Yeah, it's... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love it. People are nightmares. Yep. Oh, speaking of nightmares, the Nintendo Creators Program nightmare is over. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Nintendo this week announced that they are putting an end to the Nintendo Creator Program via Twitter. It will come to a close by the end of December, meaning 2019 will be a land of being actually allowed to do shit with Nintendo video games again. I, For those unclear what the Nintendo Creator Program was, it was this insane set of guidelines and approval process to be allowed to stream and post video on YouTube and other, and other sites of Nintendo stuff. Um, Mm-hmm. The end of the program means they're backing back the rules to kind of basically don't make us look like assholes. Yeah. I- I'm simplifying it some, but the rules are, yeah, you can do stuff, but yeah, I, it's it's a step in the right direction, especially because the rules for this thing were so bad that people just stopped doing Nintendo stuff. Yep. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I... Totally get wanting to control your brand. That's something you must do if you have any sort of a brand. You have you have to exert a certain amount of control to protect your brand. This went too but, far. Yeah, this one went a little too far to the point it was nobody wants to 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 represent your brand anymore. Well, especially <laughs> in a situation where like people are literally making free advertisement for you. And in some cases, showing it off to millions of people on a daily basis. The fact that you're like, no, we need to control this. It's like, I get it, but also maybe don't shoot yourself in the foot on this one, Nintendo. We're going to shoot both our feet. Okay, clear just off. Shoot them okay. right off. Just shoot them right off. Yeah. Just, who needs feet? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, as someone who's like... a We've had a weird number of YouTube ta- of copyright tags on the channel lately. Like, it's have not posted anything in almost uh, going on a year pretty soon. We keep getting copyright tags all of a sudden, and they're all pretty easy to dismiss. Yeah, you know, it's 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 interesting. So one thing that, and I don't know if this is a trend or something that I'm just imagining, but it seems like we're seeing kind of the results of some weird internal battles at Nintendo. We've covered this in the past. Be- on the, on the between podcast. the marketing marketing department and the development department, and they don't seem to get along. Well, I like, think it's, it's more. They seem to be really, really out of sync. I mean, you see some of their presentations and some of this. It's just like, what are you, what are you doing? Like it, it, it's like they're they're sniping at each other practically. It's it's weird. There's definitely some weirdness going on at Nintendo right now. Yeah, it's. I'm not sure it's just Nintendo. I think a lot of companies are trying to figure out like what the relationship with streamers need to be post kind of the YouTube Twitch shakeup. Like it's yes, rewind nine months even, and the idea of hey, some shit's gonna happen that's gonna that's gonna kind of really shake up the YouTube and Twitch gaming spaces. Oh, like what? Like a like. Like, like, like someone's going to die, nah, some very specific policy changes are going to implement that means a bunch of people that are living are living off of this stuff are suddenly not going to be able to all of a sudden. Really? Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, I mean, but uh, what I'm saying, it's it's it just seems like more and more we're seeing this weird disconnect between you know what Nintendo's devs will actually tell you and what their marketing department, the moves that they yes. to make, or at least for corporate. Purposes. I don't know. Eh. I, and I think part of it is is like I think they're trying to figure out their space. Yeah, like you, I I, I think I agree. They're trying to figure out where where how does all this fit together. On top of that, too, this like this is a step in the right direction. The issue is it's a step in the right direction everyone yes. made four or five years ago, except Nintendo, who's like, no! And it's it's weird. Like, yeah. the, the Switch is doing really well yep. in certain areas. Mm. Like, it's the... I, I, I meant to talk about this in my week. Like I bought a thing off the internet that basically makes my Switch feel in my hands like an Xbox 360. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, the fact that Nintendo doesn't make this is dumb. Yeah. Like again, like it's the I, I talked about this a bunch last week. I I would love to use my Switch more. I find it uncomfortable to hold in mobile mode with some frequency, and I proved I will spend money to fix that issue. Well, we we all know that Nintendo hates normal like any sort of a typical controller. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they 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 outwardly like obviously despise the idea of a, a normal controller. Yeah, the GameCube was the last normal one, wasn't it? And even that one had a weird shape to it. It was, it was at designed, least con- it was a normal controller still, at least. Yeah, it had a configuration that was more like I would expect out of a controller. Yeah. 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 Moving on from yeah, that. Not that. Yeah. yeah. Moving on from that to kind of our last news thing this week uh once again we're gonna talk about loot boxes and this is all kicked off by how the ftc has said they're going to investigate loot boxes it's not super clear what that means at exactly this time but well here we go well yeah i think i think that's the interesting thing is it is all right so the ftc the federal trade commission it's, we don't see we don't have a specifically a gambling commission right yeah. so england england like great britain has a gambling commission yeah our fdc kind of covers all of that type of stuff and so but it is kind of interesting that the fdc is involved well i say kind of very interesting so and it might not be a good thing like it's so yeah that's the thing like so if, to, to, take, to, to take a step back if the esrb exists for the same reason yeah. the movie rating board exists, which is someone at one point said, hey, you need to start finding a way of regulating who sees what of your content, or we'll do it for you, and the industry yes. for sort of those rating boards said, we do not want you doing that because you are obviously going to be bad at this. Yeah. And so we're, and we're saying the same thing here. So uh, immediately as a response to that, the IDGA recommended that devs should start self-regulating loot boxes while they can because if they get if they don't then yes the government's going to step in and do it for you and you probably don't want that because these legislators a lot of them aren't very tech savvy yeah they just aren't and so i remember the last time they started even started doing some you know trying to regulate online gambling some of the people involved in those committees here in the u.s were woefully, woefully technologically incompetent. Yeah, it, 
as I threw this topic with a great example of kind of explaining things people don't get it, there's um there's a documentary out there about kind of the lawsuit the band Lamb of God went through, and there's an amazing scene of the lead singer Randy Blythe explaining to I think it's uh uh what country is um Prague in? Is that Czechoslovakia? Yeah. Czechoslovakia. yeah. Uh, he's explaining to a lawyer in Prague what mosh pitting is. It's just it's just like thirty second thing of Okay, so what's the mosh pit? Oh, it's slam dancing. Pause. Okay, what's slam dancing? I, it's like mosh pitting. <laughs> it's the thing you do in a mosh pit. Like it's, and, and that is, as best I can tell, the best analogy I've ever seen of, like, this is what happens when you're trying to explain a culture to people that do not and will not ever get what the hell's going on. Yeah. Like, it's the, some corporate type from Kentucky is not ever going to understand what a loot box is except that it kind of sounds like gambling but maybe yeah. it isn't and how does this affect the cost of chicken feed yeah so yeah that's the thing it's like so definitely i think i think hopefully the industry will take that advice from the idga and just self-regulate just figure out some way of self-regulating but uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know if that'll be enough. I don't think that would prevent the FTC from making a ruling, anyways. I, it's, I don't know. I, it, They're probably going to be in commu- communication if they aren't already very, very soon. Yeah, I don't know. Is the answer like it's? You have a bunch of European countries saying, "No, we don't trust you to self-regulate," which yeah, I don't necessarily disagree with. Like it's the mm-hmm. uh, on one hand, like we've talked about this so many times, it feels weird to rehash it every once in a while. Like it's the I don't care about loot boxes so long as they're just cosmetic to a certain extent. In a broader sense, I don't really care about loot boxes. You buy them or you don't. But I do understand the concept of whales, and there are a bunch of games out there designed to capitalize on whales, and like Clash of Clans exists. I am aware Clash of Clans exists, and Clash of Clans is disgusting. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a loot box game, kind of, but not really. It's just a microtransaction game. But I, I, I don't know. Like it's one of those things where it's like, like the Belgian approach, which is we're not going to let certain games in the country because loot boxes feels too far too quickly. But also that feels heavy handed. Yeah, but at the yeah. same time, it's like the fact that we're not willing to acknowledge that. Like, yeah, loot boxings might not be gambling, but they sure as hell scratch the itch of gambling is too kind of laissez-faire, oh, we're cool with it, whatever. It's it's in that weird nerd video game shit, so who cares? If it was in yeah. football, we'd care, but I, it's... Like, I don't know what the middle ground is for me, but it's one of those ones where like, everyone's reaction so far, I don't like it. It's like, no, this is wrong, but I, it's like, what's the best solution? I don't have one. I yeah. don't want the FTC involved, but I also want to come... I, at the same time, like, it's the it's because I don't trust the FTC to do a good job. Like, it's the, if they demonstrated in the past a ability to, like, understand the medium, like, the pinball thing, where it's like, oh, pinball's gambling. No, it's a game of skill, actually. It looks like gambling. We're pretty sure it's skill, and what do you win from pinball except bragging rights? Yep. Yeah, I I don't trust governments to understand video games at the at the other end of the spectrum, though. I don't trust video game companies to not be like, well, no one said we can't do this, so we're yeah. going to. 
Yep, yep, yep. So, like, it was just as someone yeah. excited for an EA game in the near future, which is a weird place to be. It's <laughs> like, yeah, no, I, I'm aware. I'm like buying into a game that's going to have some bullshit happen at some point. Yeah, oh, yeah. but it's gotta be EA bullshit. I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not looking yeah. at them going like, this is gotta be perfect. It's like, okay, how long till EA gets involved and like does like the EA thing of like, hi, we monetized air. Really? <laughs> An inconvenient uh, gallon container. Yeah. Yeah. That does it for news this week. Um, we have no listener mail this week, but if you wanted to contact us, how'd you go about doing that, Henry? You would send it to our email at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Again, that's wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Down, uh, spell, the, spell as it sounds down in the show notes like it is every week. Wow, I'm messing up my lines this week for this part. Um, You got anything big to say, or should we get the hell out of here this week? No, I mean, there's. I think we hit we hit the themes that we wanted to hit. There wasn't I guess there was news, but it wasn't like, you know, mind-blowing news. Yeah, so. normaler news. Uh, so actually, on that topic, we are streamlining the podcast some. Uh, last week's podcast was fucking long. And wow, recording yeah. it, uh, so for every kind of, uh, so assume kind of for every hour of podcast we, res- uh, we deliver to you, it's actually kind of like an hour and a half of podcast gets recorded. That's a bit of an exaggeration, but. We are trimming the podcast down some. This will be the last week with a preamble, if I actually choose to include a preamble, because yeah. going through this has been a little more complicated, and at least temporarily, we were doing away with our main topic, because I feel we are covering our individual news topics with enough depth that you're getting, for lack of a phrase, your money's worth in us talking about that stuff in more depth. The main topic was designed initially to kind of force those conversations when they weren't happening, and... Please correct me if I'm wrong. I think we've been doing a lot better job of that lately, of kind of deep diving individually on the topics, as opposed to having one big topic to kind of go all out at. Yeah, but uh, definitely let us know. Like, yeah. send us an email yes. at our email at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com and let us know. Let us know what you think. Yeah, and none of these none of these changes are permanent. It's more just last week's podcast was over three hours. I think we recorded for almost five hours, which... That was, wow. Yeah, yeah, my voice hurt after that one. But, yeah. Um, the holiday season is coming up, which means probably podcast recordings might get a little iffy. Um, we have, we'll have some version of Game of the Year coming up this year. We're actually going to do that this year. I'm not sure what format that will take. Uh, we will also definitely be doing our Krampus cast this year, so if you have anything you want to write in for our dear, wonderful Krampus cast, Start saying that stuff in. I will archive it, and we will... For those of you the Krampus cast is, we choose one podcast, typically the closest one to when Christmas happens, to call out, for lack of a better phrase, all those who have been naughty this year in video games. Um, <laughs> it's our public service to you and something I really enjoy doing, because Krampus is the true spirit of Christmas in my mind. Yes, I agree. But, yeah, um... That does it for this week. Uh, for those who celebrate Hanukkah, happy first night of Hanukkah, or technically seven night, second night by the time this goes up. But yeah, mm-hmm. anything else? I'm 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 good. Do the medal. <laughs> <laughs>